Hey, Mama, wouldn't you like to pause from your busy day and listen in to experts and homeschool parents like you about the beautiful world of homeschooling? This new podcast is designed for you. Each episode connects you to the best conversations that will give you courage and fill your cup so you can keep pouring into your family every single day. Introducing the Hey Mama Homeschool Show, brought to you by The Old Schoolhouse, your trusted homeschool partner for over 20 years. Hello, this is Deborah Wooler, Senior Editor of The Old Schoolhouse Magazine, and this is the Hey Mama Homeschool Show podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about teaching writing. Is it always a challenge? <laughs> that is the question. Does writing always have to be a challenge? Um, so we have um, a lot to cover here. Just some ideas actually from me. Um, I am, I'm a writer, obviously, um, but not necessarily the best writer or great writer. But, you know, if I've been given the proper uh, time and an outlet, then words come out. <laughs> and, and I'm able to do that with not much of a challenge. Um, sometimes, though, I just have writer's block. <laughs> and I think some of our kids have that, too. And we'll talk about that. Uh, so most of the time, though, I'm just throwing my thoughts on paper, and then I use like a majority of my writing time just rearranging those thoughts, right? I move words around, um, kind of like a dump truck <laughs> moves dirt around. And all the while I'm praying, you know, that the words that um, are me being moved around will make some sense to the reader. And, you know, and I feel like sometimes we we require from our children um, something polished in one sitting or something, you know, brilliant coming out of them uh, all at one time. And really it is a process and it could be moving a lot of things around. And so um, in teaching writing, um, we have some helps and some tips and I, I want to share some of those with you. So teaching, uh, write, uh, writing for me actually, you know, comes sort of natural, but teaching writing can overwhelm me, you know, <laughs> um, because it is kind of hard for me to teach something that comes naturally to me. I didn't have to like learn a whole lot of things to just start writing. And um, so, you know, I can't just give my kids a curriculum or a prompt and hope they succeed. So they're going to need some help navigating. Uh, so I walk them through uh, this world of word crafting. So what they're going to actually learn is from me anyway, is that we do a lot more rewriting than actual writing. So we do a lot of thinking first, a lot of moving words around, a lot of polishing uh, things up until they shine. So we, we take it slow and easy and one step at a time at our house. Um, and I will give you some ideas and tips also about that. So, you know, just to overall, generally, I often have had the children write about the books they're reading or report on their favorite hobbies or the interests that they have at the moment. You know, even little things like maybe one child loves to bake. And so um, instead of having a separate <laughs> uh, write, writing program or curriculum, I would just have them, okay, tell me about baking. What are you learning in baking? 
write down a recipe for me that maybe you've created or that you're working on. And um, this is writing. So almost every subject can uh, incorporate writing into it. Um, in fact, last night, this is funny. My oldest son was here. Um, he's 32 and he has, uh, of course, my grandson. And <laughs> so they were over and, um, and then my 14-year-old, who I'm still homeschooling, he's in high school now, um, he was sitting at the table and I was showing him, hey, look, I've I've sort of written down some ideas of what we'll, we'll tackle next year as far as schoolwork, you know, for your uh, sophomore year, your 10th grade year of high school. And one of it was, one of the things was essay writing and one was biology and one was, you know, Latin and just some other things I had written on that list. And I said, here, what do you think of this list? You know, we're talking about it. And then my older son, my 32 year old pipes in and he's like, Hey, Jacob, you know, you can uh, deal with your mom this way. You can say, uh, Hey mom, you know, you want me to study biology? Why don't I just write about biology? You know, whatever I'm studying, I can write my essay on that, you know, and then you can kill two birds with one stone. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I'll say yes to that. So we had this fun little exchange about writing just the other night. And um, and it's true. If if my kids will write about something, I almost always will let them do it. <laughs> so um, anyways, sometimes their language arts curriculum gives them writing assignments. And sometimes I give the writing assignments, but either way, um, we write, we think, we arrange, we rearrange, we write some more, um, we get rid of the regular words, right? And we um, replace them with some good synonyms and we make arguments and we come up with strong beginnings and strong endings. This is kind of what writing is all about. Um, so really what uh, what I came up with over all these years is that we just do a little and a little more and we stay consistent and you're going to be able to teach your children to write well. Really, they only need to do a few things to read well, to write well, to know some basic math um, and be able to um, orate or, or explain to someone what they know <laughs> and know how to learn you know, know how to research. These are, this, this is, this is it. And so it comes little by little over the years and writing is just one of those pieces. So um, when we're working on a writing assignment at our house, we usually skip anything else of for language arts for that time period. Um, and we take it one day at a time, one piece at a time. And we actually take our time because we don't have to rush we can read good writing. We can find out why we liked it. And then we can try to imitate that. Uh, copy work helps with that. So maybe we're reading a really great book, has some great copy work passages. We'll pull out. We'll just copy those and we'll get to understand the style of that writing. Like, you know, why why is this writing different than, say, you know, another book that we're reading? Maybe we're reading Laura Ingalls and her books, very detail-oriented um, written in the third person, um, that kind of thing, versus another book that is um, more maybe fantasy or maybe more devotional. And we look at the styles of the writers, and um, copy work helps with that to to get that in their brains about well, there's different styles of writing. It doesn't, you know, I I will have my own voice, you know, in writing. So 
anyways, we just practice small portions at a time and try new things as we go along. Um, and we pray continually, at least this mama does. I'm praying always, Lord, show me what to do. And, and I go to the writer himself, God, <laughs> and I say, God, you are a writer. Show me uh, what is important here in writing. And so we're going to study God, the writer. Why did he write? What did he write? To whom did he write? And how can we write like him? So, you know, that's one way we think about writing. Um, and going back to like writer's block, <laughs> there's every once in a while where I'll get an assignment and, you know, or maybe I'll have to write, say, the homeschool minute. And the homeschool minute uh, comes out in your email every Wednesday. And if you're not subscribed to that, I would highly suggest subscribing to the homeschool minute at the homeschoolminute.com because what you will get is different styles of writing, different opinions from these authors and speakers that you love. And everybody's opinion on a subject is going to be different. And I love that. I love to see. And it's short. They're very short, um, just a few hundred words each. Uh, that we write on. Well, every once in a while, I'll get a topic for the homeschool minute to write on. And I have writer's block. And so it'll take me like eight hours to come up with something because every time I would sit down to settle in, I just couldn't do it, you know? And then one time when this happened, I realized that this also happens with some of my children. And, um, and I would become upset that they couldn't give me something after eight hours worth of trying to figure something out, you know, and so we get upset with them for their seeming lack of effort, but really realizing they have the same issues as we have. Sometimes we just have this writer's block and we need some help. And what I needed was someone to come alongside me and give me some fresh ideas, you know, and so and my husband often does that. He'll come in and he'll like, what are you working on? Well, I'll say something like, ah. I've got to write about this and I have no idea what to say. And he'll just give me a couple of words and it's a fresh idea and off I go. You know, and sometimes our kids need that. They need that grace, that time, that that coming alongside and saying, oh, okay, you're having some issues with this. Well, let's get spark some ideas here. So I'm going to give you some ideas. I'm going to spark some ideas for us here. <clears throat> the first one, um, let's see, is the first thing I do when my kids are little that uh, has to do with writing is I actually have them dictate to me from very young, from the time they're, you know, little, little, three, four, five. Um, I have them dictating to me uh, what um, they want to write about or what I ask them, the questions I ask them. Or if I've read to them a book and I want them to tell me back what they learned, then I write it down for them, the word for word, what they've said. And um it, it helps before they can even form letters on paper to see that they've written something. So, uh, you know, um, I would ask questions along the way, like, how did you feel? What happened? What happened next? What, where were they? You know, just different um, questions that would prompt them to think about something else to say in their little write-up. And then I would write it or type it as they would speak. And then I'd read it back to them and show them the words. And I'd read it back and show them what they created. And it would make them, you know, make them very proud. Um, but this, just starting writing before they can even physically write, really frees up their mind to think. That, because they don't have to worry about penmanship and about, you know, getting the words spelled correctly or the grammar right. They just enjoy doing it. 
Um, they're increasing their vocabulary. They're proud of their finished product. And we do that uh, dictation um, and narration until, uh, you know, they're old enough to actually physically write. Now, some of my kids were a bit older because they had some dysgraphia issues. In other words, they could not get the ideas in their brain down their shoulder down their arm out their hand and you know through the pen and onto the paper that process was impossible um and so there are ways you can deal with that with dysgraphia uh diane craft at dianecraft.org has some great um helps for for dysgraphia you can also go to our uh digital magazine at tosmagazine.com and go to the search engine at the top and put in the word dysgraphia and it will pull up all the articles that are very practical and helpful on dysgraphia and you can find some helps there. Um, so until they're able to physically write, we're still gonna do writing, but it's going to be me writing it down for them and then having them read it back to me if they can read. And you know, just some very helpful things to get their brain going at a young age. So for copy work, for penmanship, that's a whole different thing. We need to differentiate between writing and penmanship. Uh, penmanship and handwriting is totally separate, uh, totally separate area of the brain, totally separate idea that should not be part of your writing, um, creative writing or report writing or any other kind. So um, we separate those things out. And good copy work, like I said, from good literature really helps. Um, it helps with both their their writing style and also their penmanship. So I always had my kids copy scripture because it's really rich literature, scripture is, and um, good words, good grammar, and also um, it gets in their heart and in their mind and it transforms them. And so I would usually have my children um, and in fact, I still have Jacob do this in high school, write a scripture until it's memorized by heart and by hand. In other words, he can, he can, it may take him two weeks, but he writes the same thing or more. He writes the same scripture over and over every single day, just once a day until he, he knows by heart what that scripture is. He can just tell it to me and he knows how to write it with all of the grammar and punctuation penmanship. But that's different than writing. So getting back to writing, um, another thing I would encourage my kids to do would be contests, um, writing contests. Give them a purpose for writing, um, writing to um, writing to people uh, like grandparents or to companies um, saying they love their product or saying, hey, this was wrong with this product, you know, all kinds of business kind of writing and personal writing. Um, and then the contest that they would enter would be like a local library contest that would have poetry contest or historical writing, um, even online um, internet contest for writing, a bookstore contest for writing. My kids have all entered all of these things and they've all loved to win all the prizes. Um, so anytime writing has a reward attached. It seems to inspire greatness in my children. Uh, and of course they're proud of their effort. I'm proud of their effort and um, and they love the rewards. Another area that is helpful. Oh, and our um, we often 
um, just check your if you are a member of schoolhouseteachers.com, which is our curriculum side, and there are over 400 courses that open up to you um, for one price for the entire year for your whole family. And a lot of those are good writing courses and based on literature, good literature. And everything is um, everything has been uh, vetted so that it's good, um, biblically sound literature and writing classes. So check those out. Uh, and also every every so often they will have writing contests as well, or just even right now they have a teen writing group. So that's something you might be interested in. Um, and then other people. So as the children got older, it was helpful for me for some of them to actually put them in a writing class under someone else, <laughs> depending on the child and depending on the age. Um, you know, if they're the, at that crunchy teenage age, I call it crunchy, or the crunchy teenage age where they're just, you know, just not taking orders well from you. <laughs> That's when, okay, if you're not going to learn from me, you're going to learn from someone else. And, you know, we are the orchestrators of our children's education. And so we can put them in a, in a co-op or a class or an online class for writing. It's okay. That, that works great too. Um, and that was helpful for me occasionally, depending on the child. And and they seem to perform better when it when you know when they do it for someone else. <laughs> and then of course, praising them, praising them before showing them their errors, praise them for what they did, talk about the good, the good. And then maybe the next day, talk about the errors. <laughs> um, and then pray always, of course, praying always. Um, another idea or tip. Uh, I guess for the older kids is this one would be the five day essay. Uh, it could even take 10 days. <laughs> really, you have time and they don't have to do any other language arts work when they're doing these. And really, I take it really slow and easy for them. Um, and you may want to do it faster and better. <laughs> but when the kids are old enough where it's not physically hard to write anymore, they don't have any issues anymore, um, then I would have them write or type, depending on what's easier for them, uh, their own assignments according to a five-day essay fashion. So it would look something like this. On the first day, they're going to pick a subject or you're going to pick it for them, one of the two, and they're going to brainstorm with me. So we're going to get a piece of paper out. We're going to brainstorm on that paper. We're going to write the, the, the main topic in a circle in the middle of the paper, and we're going to have um, lines coming off that circle of ideas that we could talk about all related to that main theme in the middle. And so we're going to brainstorm together. And then we're going to pick three uh, main points that we're going to talk about. Pick three of those lines that are coming off with the ideas. Pick three of those. And um, on that first day where we're brainstorming and picking those three things, they're going to write the opening paragraphs, which is basically saying, this is what I'm writing about. And these are my three topics that are, you know, I'm going to cover these three things. And then um, it, you know, it's basically just a brief description of those three main points. And then the second day is they're going to write main point number one. That's they're going to give a paragraph on that. And the third day they're going to write you know, number two on the fourth day, number three. And then on the fifth day, they're going to write that strong closing paragraph, wrapping up those three points again. So basically restating their first paragraph in the last paragraph, but differently. <laughs> and so 
uh, you, we're going to go over this with our kids every day, just one paragraph. And, and we're going to, you know, really help them polish it up. If it has just ordinary words in there, we're going to say, okay, how can we make this word fun better? You know, how, how can we replace the word fun that you have here with a, with maybe an, a more, uh, you know, a better word, a more better word. That's not grammar. <laughs> um, a word maybe like uh, interesting, exciting, adventurous instead of the word fun. And so we're going to replace some of those regular words with some good words um, until, you know, we work on that essay for that five-day time. And then the next week after that, the second week, we're going to take each of those five days to go over each of those paragraphs again, only correcting one paragraph a day. And then on the third week, we're going to rewrite that essay, getting rid of all those boring words, you know, replacing them with better verbs, adjectives, um, adverbs, all the things until we come up with a polished, finished product. So it can take up to three weeks to do this. And it's not overwhelming. And it teaches them the basics of essay writing, um, which is important as they go into the higher learning environments, as they take SATs and ACTs and other kinds of tests, if they're going to do that. Um, they at least know how to form a basic five paragraph essay. And so very easily we start, you know, we incorporate that um, as, as gently as possible. <laughs> uh, so that is um, what I would do also for the older kids. Um, I have a tip here or an idea. One time my son, um, uh, this is one, I have two sons now. I have, well, okay, I have five sons and three daughters, but two of my sons did not like to read. And <laughs> they know how to read. They're very great at reading, but did not enjoy, did not have reading, did not read for enjoyment. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and so, uh, of course, they would often dislike the writing assignments because it usually had to do with something they were reading. So I had to get creative with them to get them to keep writing um, they did their, you know, minimal subject to reading requirements, but they didn't read any extra books for enjoyment. But so, so in order to get them to write, one, um, one of the ideas that my kids actually come up with these because they want to bribe me, <laughs> bargain with me, like, uh, mom, you know, instead of reading my science book, can I watch a documentary, you know, so they'll bargain with me and I'll, and I'll say, okay. Yes, if you can find a good documentary that I that's a that's a, I would approve of, you know, maybe it's on an animal or sea life or something. I say sure, as long as you pause and write down everything you think is interesting. And so that child was all in. They're like, okay, I'll do that. And so they not only wrote down like a whole page of things voluntarily. <laughs> Uh, they typed it on the computer afterwards for me. And wow, great, that worked. Okay, I have their sign, you know, I have a, I have proof that they're learning something that I can put in my files for them. So some other ideas maybe for helping um, is, let's see, oh, oh, writing from the books they're reading. If you have a child who loves to read, um, just have them write about what they're reading or the style of the author or talk about the author, you know, research the author and have them write about that or uh, have them write about one of the characters and how they think that character was developed and, you know, just different writing assignments based on what they're reading. Also, um, let's see, 
if this was one from another about 11 year old boy because you know 11 year old boys they just <laughs> don't like writing that much at least mine don't um so uh oh we're talking about the little house on the prairie books so this one child we're having a difficult time but but when we did this little trick they loved it so here it was we were reading of course little house on the prairie books at that time and um and we decided okay let's try to write like laura ingalls wilder in other words uh, writing in third person and then using a lot of detail like Laura Ingalls would. So the first day we talked about how the author wrote in third person and what that meant. Um, so instead of fir first person, which is I did this and I, I woke up and I, you know, um, it would be Laura did and Laura woke up and Laura did this. And then I would have them dictate to me in third person at least one paragraph about a personal event. Like, like that morning, what happened to them that morning? What did they do? And using as much detail as they could. So they actually turned out to be much longer than one paragraph. Uh, and they, you know, they titled their little things like Caleb's morning or hope really wanted to play the computer or mercy's time with friends. Um, and we managed to get the third person form done right. Um, and everything was going great in that. Um, but then again, my the the eleven year old boy was lacking the use of some good descriptive vocabulary. So I learned from Andrew Poudois that you have to help um, the boys and definitely some of the girls who need help um, by giving them resources to use because their brains just don't have those words in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you have to give them lists of good adverbs, good adjectives, and you can actually make those lists yourself. Like when they're reading other books, say you keep a list in their binder of, oh, that was a really good word and write it down so that you can use it in your own writing. Oh, that was a great descriptive word. I want to write that down. So you give them lists of words so that when they have to do the actual writing, they can go back and look at their lists of words that, that they could replace their normal everyday boring words with. <laughs> Um, and so giving them lists of good descriptive vocabulary, vocabulary will help them. They even have like charts. I remember getting a chart, um, at my, when I lived in California on my walls, there was a chart of good ad adverbs, all the L Y words. Um, and those helped, they could just look up at the charts and pick a word from there. Um, so, um, they would write that list keep that list throughout their, you know, um, schooling, keep those lists of good words, or you can put lists on the wall, um, get charts of those. And um, then we just switch out, you know, look at their paragraphs and switch out some of their words for better words. And so it came out to be, you know, uh, a paragraph or a page worth of writing that they could be very proud of. So, um, so these kids that are struggling with coming up with something wonderful with one sitting, just come alongside them, work next to them, give them chunks that are manageable, you know, just, you know, 20 minutes or less a day um, where you can just get a paragraph or two that shines by the end of it. And over time, you can get more, you know, they, they can do more over time, um, but you don't have to rush, you have time. You can read good writing, you can find out why you liked it, they can imitate that style. You can practice small portions at a time. You can try new things and not have to stress. 
about their future. God has their future and you just plug it in. You just keep planting seeds. You get just keep doing the next thing and adding a little bit more here, a little bit more there, line upon line, precept upon precept. Pretty soon they're going to be good writers. Um, but I know that in the beginning, I almost killed that love of learning in, in this very craft that I'm pretty much comfortable with myself because I was afraid my children wouldn't be able to communicate through the written word. And that fear drove me to push them too hard. So I learned that if we do a little, a little bit more and stay consistent and give them tools, then uh, we can teach our children to write well. So don't be afraid to try new things or even scale down a bit on your requirements or change up how you are teaching writing um, and pray continually. And God will be faithful to show you the right way for each child. He is faithful to do that. <clears throat> and so thank you for staying with me here on this episode about teaching writing. Um, there is a lot more in our show notes on teaching writing, just a lot more you can find out there at, you can get the show notes at homeschoolshow.com. And there will be links for TOS articles about writing. There will be ST resources and courses, um, just a lot of good, helpful information for you. And don't forget to check your email on Wednesday for all the authors who will also be talking about this same topic about teaching writing. Is it always a challenge? So check out what those other authors have to say. And then upcoming in our podcast episodes, um, we will have, how can we celebrate the homeschool dad? Because Father's Day is coming up. Um, we have teachable moments, interruptions or appointments. And we'll talk about God's divine interruptions. Um, and, our, and these are the best teachable moments. And let's talk about that. Um, and then in episode 21, we're going to talk about creating adventures for Independence Day. What is freedom? What is freedom? We'll talk about that. So thank you for joining me on the Hey Mama Homeschool Show podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless you.